0: Welcome to the pregame Steelers podcast here on the DK Pittsburgh sports network. We are here live. It's Chris Carter, Dale, Dale, we are here breaking down the game like nobody else. And Dale, we've got a lot to talk about because this is the first time these two teams have met in the playoffs in 18 years. Ironically, it's the first time the Browns have been in the playoffs 18 years, but all being all, all, all things being concerned, we're looking at the Steelers playing the Browns, our rematch from last week, and everybody's talking about who's going to be available. Is it going to be the Steelers players who are missing? Is it going to be the Browns players who are missing? Who's coming back? You've been able to attend Steelers practices this week. What can you say about what the Steelers are going through looking at the players who are available going into this game?
1: Well, I just want to say this. I'm old enough that I've covered every other Steelers-Browns playoff game. That's uh, because crazy. I, That's I covered the game crazy. in 94, and I also covered the game in 2002. Uh, but, or 2000, whatever year that was. 2003. 2002. Yeah. January
0: 2003.
1: Yeah. Uh, but anyways, you know, the Steelers are as healthy as they have been all season long, notwithstanding the you know guys going on IR, such as, uh, you know Devin Bush and, and Bud Dupree. They have nobody on their injury report. Uh, I would expect them uh, Saturday at some point, uh, probably by about uh, four o'clock, uh, to have activated both Matt Filer and Robert Spillane from the uh, from the injury reserve list. Uh, so they'll have both of those guys available. And you know, I mean, it's going to make for some interesting choices when they start. Uh, you know, putting together that that. Uh, uh, who's going to be up and who's going to be down on game day because there's going to be guys who over the last month of the season have played a lot of defensive snaps or offensive snaps that might find themselves inactive for this game.
0: Who do you think some of those guys may be for the Steelers? Because like you said, Matt Fowler's coming back, which means Kevin Dotson, uh, who's played very well for the Steelers this year. Do you think Kevin Dotson takes a step back from Matt Fowler returning to the lineup despite not playing for several weeks?
1: Yeah. Filer's going to start. Okay. Um, I mean, that's going to happen, um, you know, and I, and I think, uh, you know, you're going to see Spillane back in the starting lineup as well. Um, you know that these guys are ready. They're they're veterans. Uh, I know there's some people out there say, well, you just you just plug. Uh, keep keep dots at guard and and put Filer out at right tackle. They've had three practices this week, folks. Um, you know, Filer's taken some snaps over the course of the season at right tackle because he's kind of the emergency right tackle. But again, he hasn't practiced in over a month. So you're going to say to a guy who hasn't practiced in over a month to go, go play a full game at a, at a position that he hasn't played at. That's just not realistic. Uh, it's not fair to filer either. It's certainly not. And it's not fair to, to Chooks or for, um, you know, you, you play these guys where you've been playing them at, you know, the. This is the same offensive line grouping, I might add, that uh, was on the field when the Steelers beat the Browns thirty-eight to seven earlier this season. So let's not pretend this offensive line. This is the this is the offensive line grouping, uh, by and large, as well that the Steelers ran out there when they were going eleven and zero. Let's mm-hmm. not pretend this offensive line somehow stinks uh, beyond recognition because you know because uh, Kevin Dotson, yes, has played well the last few weeks, but they've lost those games. You go right. back to the you go back to the guy who, who gives you the best chance to win right now. And going into a playoff game, you know, we've seen Kevin Dotson make some mistakes here and there. Uh, you know, a holding penalty, a false start, some of those things. Uh young linemen make mistakes, and this is the time of year where you can't afford for a guy to be learning on the job.
0: I agree with that sentiment. I think that's very accurate to bring those those kind of things up right now. Um, and again, the Steelers, they need experience. It's the playoffs and Matt Filer, who may have just this year been a, a left guard outside of playing against the Rams last year, uh, but at the same time, he started at, at on the offensive line for longer than Kevin Dotson. So because- and,
1: and I think we can both agree, Chris, that playing guard in the NFL is easier than playing tackle.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> it is another beast because when you're guard, you have someone to your right, and to your left to say, all right, I do have to worry about this guy on my right shoulder, but I know that on my left shoulder, they've got the edge rush. On my inside shoulder, if this guy that's in front of me rushes inside, I have a center to protect me. When you're on a tackle, you have a responsibility to say, the edge is mine. I have to make sure that 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 part, the most free part of the offense of the defensive front, I have to make sure that they aren't coming. For my quarterback. And that's why offensive tackles are often drafted higher. That's why Eric Fisher for the Chiefs was a at one point, he was first a first overall, overall pick in the draft. Exactly. Uh, I'll say
1: this as well. Filer bulked up this year to play guard. Right. He put on about 15 pounds. So I don't know that his footwork at, at, at right tackle will be quite as quick as it was last year. But anyway, so uh, they're going to do that. Robert Splain gives you the more uh, veteran player, at least in this defense. Uh, over Avery Williamson. Williamson's played; uh, he's played been fine at inside linebacker. He gives you depth there. But Spillane has been in the system longer. Uh, again, it goes back to when when they get into a huddle situation and they start talking, you know, calling plays out and things of that nature. He gives you a little more uh, cachet there, and then you know, making the play call, and then everybody has to look at Avery Williamson and say, "You got that?" Because he's been here for about five weeks. You right. know, that, that's just the, the reality of the situation. So, um, you know, the Steelers are healthy other than not having Joe Hayden available for this game because he's on the COVID list. Um, you know, the Browns on the other side of the, the equation missing, uh, you know, their head coach. Most of all, you know, that that's going to be huge for them. Yeah, uh, he's great. also the play caller on offense. And you don't know how that's going to, you know, guys call games differently. Even if you're calling the same plays you make in different situations, uh, you know, call things a little bit differently and I think that's a big deal and we'll see how many of the guys I mean they get a, a, a bevy of players who are questionable for this game uh, including Jack Conklin, Miles Garrett, Terrence Mitchell, Sheldon Richard, M.J. Stewart, White Teller, uh, Donovan People Jones um, we'll see you know they have eight guys on the COVID list we'll see how many of those guys can make it back as well or if any of them can make it back we know Joel Petonio is not playing in this game. He's a pro bowl guard. Yeah. Uh, You know, he would have lined up opposite Cam Hayward. Uh, The Browns had one practice this week. Because of COVID situations, so it's it's just not an ideal situation for Cleveland.
0: It's not. And again, when you talk about those players that missed, I mean, Donovan People Jones. Hey, he didn't even practice on, on on Thursday. I'm not sure if he practiced on Friday, but he's he been did practice
1: it. on Friday. But that doesn't mean he's cleared from the concussion protocol, right? Like there's, there's Part a lot of, the of concussion protocol that. is going out on in a practice day and and getting some activity in getting some athletic activity, and then you see how you react the next day. So just because he practiced today, I saw on the Browns website as well, he's been cleared from from concussion protocol. That's not how it works. Just Mm -hmm. because you practice does not mean you've been cleared.
0: Absolutely. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, Dale and I, before – we started the daily shots and everything. We were picking all the NFL games every week. We're going to pick all of the NFL playoff games, which will take less time. And then we are rolling to picking the Steelers game in the third segment. Before that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Here on the DK Pre-Game Steelers Podcast. Breaking it down, it's Chris Carter, it's Dale Lolly. Both of us, we break it down like nobody else here on this DK Podcast Network. Dale, we're looking at a lot of interesting playoff games this year. And some games that are rematches, some games that aren't. But the first game, we're going to start on Saturday. The first game is a game that... Really, everyone's going to look at just. Well, I mean, everyone looks at every every playoff game. But the Bills are the two seed, and they're hosting the seventh seed Colts. Is there a chance? I, I, if there if there was a chance, how much chance do you give the Colts to 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 sneak the Bills in this game? Because the Bills have been Bills have been on fire for several weeks now.
1: They have been. Uh, you know, I, I give the you give the Colts a puncher's chance just because. They're, I mean, you know, they're they're not a bad football team. Uh, but, uh, you know, I favor the home team in this situation. The bills are going to have fans, uh, in the stadium for the first time this year. So I would think that, uh, you know, they're they're going to be fired up for that. Uh, and, you know, I, I just think that, uh, you know, Buffalo's defense has played better down the stretch. Um, you know, Allen has been hot. Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, I think perhaps not having Cole Beasley might hurt the bills a little bit this week, but they get John Brown back. So. Right. Um, You know, I expect the uh, the Bills to win that football game.
0: Yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm here with you. Josh Allen has played extremely well. He's shown everyone who doubted whether or not he could make a step up this year after the way he played against the Texans in the playoff game last year. Um, He's shown them, hey, I can be a big game quarterback. Now, again, this is the playoffs. Things can be different here, but I, I have confidence that he's going to f- be comfortable with find enough room in this game to make plays and make the big throws and make the big runs. So um, I'm right with you there. As much as the Colts have done to improve their ground game and improve their defense, I just don't think Phillip Rivers is the guy to beat Josh uh, Josh Allen at this point in time. But moving on to the Saturday games, the 4 o'clock game on Saturday is Seahawks hosting the Rams. Now, the Rams have lost to the Jets, but the Seahawks have also – been up and down this season on both sides of the ball. Teams at one point have tried to take away DK Metcalf. The defense is hot right now for the Seahawks, but they've been questionable at different points in time. I'm going with the Seahawks here, Dale, but do you think the Rams have a chance to sneak them in this game?
1: Uh, You know, if Jared Goff were completely healthy, I would say yes. Uh, He's questionable in this game. He just had surgery on his throw the thumb on his throwing hand uh, a week ago, so I kind of lean towards uh, Seattle in this game as well. Um, You know, I I do respect that. I think the Rams have the better defense in this game. And obviously Aaron Donald, uh, you know, leads the leads the rush rush there, but uh, you know, I, 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 this should be a low scoring game and that's going to be, you know, who, who's better on special teams, things of that nature. Uh, But I, I'll go with the home team, the Seahawks.
0: Yeah. I'm just with you as much as, um, you like Aaron Donald as much as you might like Jalen Ramsey. This Seahawks defense has found answers, and I trust Russell Wilson far above J- Jared Goff to be able to find answers. Even if Jared Goff can play in this game, be healthy, and make some plays, I I'd, I'd trust Russell Wilson uh, to be able to make those plays, even if he was injured coming off of uh, something like Jared Goff is coming with his with his uh, broken thumb. Um I'm going with Seattle. They they control this game for me. So we're both on the same page for the first two games. The final game of Saturday, Buccaneers at Washington. Washington's defense has been intriguing. Chase Young talked about how he's ready to get after Tom Brady this week. Um, the Buccaneers, though, they've been on fire on offense. And I just – I don't know if even with Antonio Gibson back and Alex Smith back, I don't know if the Washington has nearly enough offensive firepower to keep up with the Buccaneers.
1: No, they don't. And you know, whoever picked that game to be the late game on Saturday, shame on you. That's going to be a sleeper. That's going to be a, I think if, if any of these games have a chance to be a true blowout, that's the one. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I think uh, Tampa Bay wins this one convincingly.
0: Yeah. We don't got to spend too much time on that one because that one's an obvious one, but one game that I think everyone will tune into. If you're an NFL fan, you're looking at Ravens versus Titans. The Ravens on the road against Tennessee who won the AFC South. Of course, the Titans are the team that came into Baltimore and knocked Baltimore out of the playoffs last year when they were the one seed. Everyone's going to be paying attention to that. Now, Dale, last year these two teams were also very different. Um, you know, the the Ravens had Earl Thomas even though he was getting spun around by Derek Henry uh, when he threw his stiff arm but the Titans defense has struggled lately. I can really see this this game being a shootout. I'm picking the Ravens, but I still I still see this game being an offensive game where both teams running games get active and make this a very interesting contest.
1: Well the ra- the uh, the Titans also went into Baltimore earlier this year mm-hmm. and beat the Ravens. Mm-hmm. So I, it, it it strikes me as a bit odd that the Titans are getting three and a half points at home, uh, are a home underdog. They're they're a strong running team themselves. Um, I'm leaning towards t- p- picking the upset here. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I mean, I'll take a running dog at home. Um, you know, in a toss up game, a game that should be probably be a pick 'em game. Uh, the Ravens, yes, they've won uh, what four or five in a row. Yeah, they haven't beaten anybody. Right. And the one win that they, the one win that you would say is a good win along that stretch was against the Browns, and you know the Browns don't know how to win a game like that. Mike Vrabel and, and John Harbaugh do not get along; they don't like each other. I think the Ravens, <laughs> uh, the, the the Titans, will come up with something in this game that that uh, is outside the norm. I'm taking the Titans in this game.
0: That's an interesting pick there. That's our first divide on the week. Um, I'm going with the Ravens because they've been hot, but I totally get I I wouldn't be surprised or shocked if the Titans won this game. This is this is the coin this is the most this is the easiest coin flip of the game of the week where you could say, you know what, if I picked either team, I wouldn't feel as vulnerable for picking against that other team that I really believe in. So, um, I totally feel you on that with the Titans, but let's move on. The Bears are on the road. They made the playoffs. They made the playoffs. A lot of people thought they would they would have, they would would have fall out of it, but they did enough just to make it. But they have to face the Saints, a team that both you and I favor at the beginning of this season. And the Saints, they're supposed to get Michael Thomas back. I think Alvin Kamara isn't going to be back for this game. The, the Bears have seen Mitch Trubisky and David Montgomery really rise up over the last couple of weeks. But I still think this is the Saints' game to lose. They're at home. They have a better defense. And I think that they can find ways to win.
1: Yeah, I think the Saints will handle the uh, the Bears. Um, You know, the the, Chicago is not a good football team. Um, You know, they just aren't.
0: That's that's where I'm at too. I even with uh, Montgomery has performed better. Allen Robinson is finally given some opportunities, but I still see the Saints with all the things they bring on defense. They're going to provide some problems. Trubisky ain't going to find the answers, and the Saints will find enough answers on offense to survive that week. So. There you have it. Our only divide on games that don't involve the Steelers is Ravens-Titans. He picked the Titans. I picked the Ravens. We'll see how that goes going into this week. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's Steelers-Browns time. We'll finally break it all down. What are our top matchups for the game? Our predictions for the game? All that
1: right after this.
0: On the DK Steelers pregame breakdown podcast. I'm here, Chris Carter, with Dale Lolly. Dale, this is the game that we were talking about last week. The potential of the Steelers playing the Browns again for the second week in a row. But, of course, everyone's talking about Ben Roethlisberger, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, Marquise Pouncey, all the players that didn't play last week. They got a week off. How much you've been at practice? I know you can't say what happened at practice, but how much do you think this week, that week off is going to impact the players who took that week off in their coming back this week to play against a divisional opponent?
1: Well, I think they're going to be uh, you know feel a lot fresher. I mean, I, I liken it to uh, you know Tom Brady was struggling in November, uh, and then the, the the Tampa Bay had its bye week in Week 13. They had the latest bye week of the season. And Brady, since coming back from that week off, has looked like Tom Brady again uh, of old. I think the, the week off did him some good. I expect that, that, that to be the same with Ben Roethlisberger. Um, you know, a week off of not having guys falling at your feet, of not getting hit, uh, does wonders for a 38-year-old body. And so uh, I expect the Steelers to, the, to, to be, uh, you know, fresh. Uh, they're healthy. The the the, You know, we talked about the injury report in the first segment, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I I just think that they're in a much better place right now than the Browns are.
0: I got to address this because a lot of Steelers fans have seen this online and over social media, but everybody from Bleacher Report to ESPN is talking about Juju's comments on Wednesday. Mind (laughs) you, it's crazy that he made these comments on Wednesday and they didn't even – become a thing until someone tweeted them out a specific way on Thursday night, a day and a half later. And
1: you I called it that, I called Chris, it one and a half. I mean yes. Yeah. That the that the see because here's what happens, Chris. Yeah. If you are a losing franchise, if you mm-hmm. are a team that, that has a chip on its shoulder, that 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 is always concerned about what somebody else thinks about you because you've been downtrodden for so long. Somebody saying, well, you know, they're nameless gray faces. You're going to look at that and say, oh, well, oh, he's talking poorly about us. That was not the case at all. As I wrote right. about it, I mean, he was Juju Smith Schuster was using a Mike Tomlinism. The Steelers look at all opponents every week as nameless gray faces because they want to focus on themselves, they don't care who they play. So you know, I knew somebody in Cleveland would pick that up and run with it. I put that in in the in, you know when I when I yeah. ran when I used the the comment on Wednesday after he said that I'm like oh that's this is going to blow up um, because that's what losing franchises do that's mm-hmm. what losing cities do they don't know how to handle success who gives two farts what somebody <laughs> else says about you if if you need that to motivate you for the playoffs. Then you don't belong in the playoffs. Right. If you need something to motivate you to play a playoff game. And get again, out of here. This, that's why this, Cleveland, I have no doubt in my mind, Chris, even if the even if both teams were at full strength right now, even if they were both at full strength right now, the Steelers are going to beat the Browns. The Browns are not the Browns are just happy to be in the playoffs. Period. They've, mm-hmm. co- they've accomplished their goal. They're in the playoffs for the first time since 2003. That's their goal. That was their goal. Mike Tomlin tells a story about the, the Buccaneers one year when Raheem Morris, who's a good friend of Mike Tomlin, they were on the coaching right. staff together in Tampa Bay. Raheem yeah. Morris is the head coach. His first year with the, as the head coach of, the, of, of Tampa, the Bucs go 9-7 and seven and don't make the playoffs. So the goal the next year, they got T-shirts made. That said, ten wins on them for training camp the next year. The goal was to get the ten wins because ten wins is going to get you into the playoffs. Guess what? They won ten games the next year, and they and didn't did make, make the playoffs. <laughs> the goal can't just be to make the playoffs. The goal has to be to win the Super Bowl. Right. That's what winning franchises do. That's what winning programs do. They play, they they make goals that get you. Uh, you know, it's not just make the playoffs. It's not get ticked off because somebody said something bad about my team. Who <laughs> gives a crap? Who gives a crap? Honestly, it, it makes no difference. I could sit here and tell you right now the Browns are not a good football team. Does that yep. matter? Doesn't matter to anybody. Is that going to have any effect on the game whatsoever on play this that's played on Sunday? Absolutely None. not.
0: That's where I'm Period.
1: at. Period. Yeah
0: that's where I'm at. I I saw a lot of people making this. Like, it was funny because I was doing, I had all these other things to worry about. And then I saw this quote and I saw somebody that tweeted. And I was like, huh, what are you talking about? And then I look at it and I'm like, Okay, that's interesting. And then immediately, I'm like, "Well, let's go and see how Dale covered this." And then I see it, and I'm like, "Well, that's not what this guy says happened." And then you watch the video, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's not exact That's not at all how Juju said that." That, that was edited.
1: That, that quote was edited down to make it look like it was locker room material. He said the Browns are a good team. He did. He said the Browns have some good players. They're a good football team. You know like, what's what's the big deal? A, I, that's, whatever. That's
0: not a diss. That's not a diss. You know what, Chris.
1: The Steelers are going to win this game 27-13, and I don't know if it'll be that close.
0: I'm I'm willing to give the Browns 27-20 that they'll be able to storm back late, but I, I, I agree with you that I think that the Steelers are going to control this game for the most part, that they're going to come out here and establish an early lead. I, I give the Browns credit because I think that they're going to be able to find some ways to make some big plays late, but it's only going to be like they get 27 to 20 with like a minute and a half to go. And then they kick it on. It's like kicking it fails. And then Ben Roethlisberger is just kneeing it out for the rest of the game. I, I don't think it's going to actually be as close when you actually watch the game because the Browns to me like this is the kind of stuff like, you know, you saw the way they celebrated. They were doing Juju's TikTok dances in the locker room after the last game. And, they, and they've been saying Corvette Corvette on Twitter. And it's like. You do realize that yes, it's great to celebrate that you made the playoffs. I'm not taking away from that, but you're talking trash to the team that you're about to play. That's owned you at Pittsburgh. You haven't beaten them since 2003 in that stadium. Just focus on what you got to do this week. You you don't have six Super Bowls. You don't have playoff games to talk about. You got to prove yourself. And here you are thinking this is a joke. That's where I just. I can't get behind the the Browns winning this game.
1: It's uh, again, it's it's why they're a losing franchise. They don't know how to win. They don't know how to handle success. The Steelers are going to win this game.
0: I'm right with you. There you have it. Dale has it 27-13. I have it 27-20. Both of us have the Steelers scoring multiple touchdowns in this game, winning comfortably. I again again, my one possession game is simply because the Browns try to come back late and the Steelers are just like, "Oh, yo, you're alive? Okay, now we finish you." But Bottom line is the Steelers are going to control this game. That's both of our predictions. Check us out at DKPittsburghSports.com. Dale Lolly's, of course, got his kickoff column that publishes every week when they play. And he's going to break down all the elements that you need to see this game. But you'll also see both our picks and the picks of former Steeler Ramon Foster, Dan Kavacic, who, of course, runs the site, and Tom Reed. We're going to have all of our picks right there. You can see all of our predictions, all of our breakdowns for that game. Sunday Night Football. Tune in for that, and then afterwards, Tom Reed and I will be breaking down the results of that game. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back here with you soon on the DK Podcast Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to us. We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Leave us a five-star review with a positive comment. We appreciate you. Back in years very soon.